This is Stephen Adams. And this is Kevin Durant. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Kevin Durant. <laughs> hey, Kevin Durant, mate. <laughs> Good to see you, mate. Different complexion. Okay, let's go. <laughs> right. So, this is Stephen Adams. And this is Anas Cantor. You're listening to the Down to Earth. Down to Dunk podcast. What? Down to, down to Dunk. Down to Dunk. I'll down say that. Dunk. Introduce yourself, mate. Here's Stephen Adams, and I'm Anas Cantor, and you're listening to Down to Dunk podcast. Stay tuned. Good evening and welcome to episode 400 to Dunk. I am Luke, joined today by Andrew. Hello. Hey. Uh, so we are doing a remote pod for our 400th, which is a little sad, but also just indicative of a podcast in general because it's on the internet. And right now we're communicating via the internet and uh, it's the best that we can do because I'm in Christian Vegas right now. What is what is that? What does that mean? Christian Vegas? Yeah. I'm in Branson, Missouri, my man. <laughs> Uh, I've seen Donnie Osmond in Branson, Missouri, and went as a child. Oh, really? Yeah. Is he did there? You to, cool. Did you go to uh, Silver, Silver Dollar City? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Heck yeah, we closed down the park the other night, man. How long uh, are you there for? At Silver Dollar City? Like six. No, I mean, how, how long are you in Branson? Uh, Think about living here forever, man. It's so great. Hey, man. So it <laughs> looks. <laughs> you know, with last time I this is how long last time I was in Branson, Missouri. I was a young child, and yeah. I watched uh, the OJ Chase. Oh wow! In Brands, Missouri. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, that was great, like 1996. I've, yeah, I have great memories from it. Ten years old. Wow, it was awesome. That's crazy. Hey, you know what's also crazy is the fact that it's 10:15 right now, and I'm more awake at. Well, how early we normally at six? Yeah, six twenty is about the time we usually start. <laughs> we get here at six, meet, coffee, talk, then start about six twenty. I'm more awake at six twenty now. What has happened to me, man? I'm getting old. You're an old, old man, man Jay Bond. An old man. Old man. Hey guys, the four hundredth pod. It's it's a celebration. It feels it, good. It, it does. It does, man. It feels good. I can't believe four hundred podcasts. We were talking about this, Andrew. How long ago? Did we decide it was five years ago this fall that we started doing the podcast? Yeah, it'll be five in October. Five years. We're we're gonna have to throw a party. That's all I'm saying. That's a long time. We got some places. We got some cool joints we can throw a party at now. <laughs> cool joints. Five years ago, we wouldn't have. I don't know where we would have done a party five years ago. <laughs> right. So we'd have just done it in a parking lot, like of a park somewhere. <laughs> now we got Anthem. To, I mean, that's just a great place to have a party in general. It is. It really is. Uh, so a little That's bit of true. thunder news. Uh, Terrence Ferguson was finally cleared uh, by FIBA, and it turns out he was cleared two weeks two ago. Two weeks ago. Which is weird, uh, but then they finally signed him today. I can't find the terms. I've asked some people uh, that would know, and we can't figure out the terms. I would assume that he's going to get 120% of the rookie scale just because these it's been go it's been dragging out he's a he's rich paul is his agent and uh rich paul usually gets his guys everything that they want and i would assume he'd want 120 percent 
and the Thunder are just kind of in a position where they're trying to get everything done, and they'll probably bite the bullet and give him 120% of his rookie scale deal. That would be my guess. I'd be surprised if he got anything uh, below that. Um, but yeah, that's fi- it's finally done. No one has to worry about it anymore. He can't be traded for... 30 days. 30 days, I think that's right. Uh, so, now, Do you think that there's a chance that the last two weeks that they were trying to move him as part of something else? Yeah. Is that too too much of a jump? No, 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 no. I don't think that's a jump. And I also just kind of wonder, like, what the heck is Terrence Ferguson's trade value? You know? Like, is he's just I mean, like a... He's just a chip. You know, it's just... No one knows what kind of player he's going to be. Like, he, I don't think you you couldn't get a first rounder for Terrence Ferguson at this point because no one knows who he is or what he's done or what he can be. Um, he's only like a theoretical player at this point. So, yeah, uh, just a little sweetener. Like, I kind of if that Gamelo, if there was any actual kind of movement on that. Jay, yeah, you're cutting out, man. I was just saying that there's anybody that could have been, I thought Ferguson would be thrown in like a possible, like last chip on a trade or something. Yeah. No, that would make sense. Cause it, you're right. He is, he would be like a sweetener type deal. Um, cause at this point, Doug McDermott's like, not like a sweetener. He's like the cherry on top. It's like the cherry on top. He's like a little sweet and like, low. Except for, except like for, yeah, that's it. it's not really the cherry on top. Cause the cherry on top is like, Oh, that's awesome. Terrence Ferguson. It's kind of like the, the peanuts. It's like, you know, hey, don't it's dog, fine. Don't dog peanuts, man. Peanuts are good. No, I, I like peanuts and ice cream. But what I'm saying is it's like you, you could also, like, the cherry, way better value than the peanuts, probably. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know. I could get way too deep into this. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how much time do you got, man? I'm holding back. I'm holding back. I know you have to go to bed. You're a sleepy man. You guys, um, you guys have any, like, leftover Carmelo thoughts? Uh, is that so? That's gone away now. That's like a thing that was going was a rumor. That's not a rumor anymore. Well, I think the thing that squashed it was people in his camp. They asked what they thought about him going to OKC, or if he'd waive his no trade for OKC, and they just their response was Houston. So, to me, so I just don't. I just don't know that he'd even waive his no trade, which means that there's no chance of it happening. I don't know, but but if I mean it's if and it's Bill Simmons that reported, but it didn't sound like it was just a one man. The way that he framed it, which it's Bill Simmons, and I get it, you know who knows what he's doing, but it sounded like there's mutual interest the way he framed that tweet. Yeah, because that, especially like Troy that, Weaver's that connection and you sure, know. he's connecting dots. But if it's me. I don't really jump to, I think that it's like close to happening until I hear like Woj or if I hear Royce Young tweet about it or if I hear like like an actual reporter say something about it. Because like, I don't know, if you're within any sort of media circle at all, you're hearing all kinds of noise. Like all kinds of noise about all kinds of things. And just because you can connect a dot like the Troy Weaver dot doesn't mean that it's like something that's going to happen. Yeah, um, that's I, valid. I do think it's, I do think the thunder are interested. Uh, I just think that until like New York says, you know what? Screw it. We are not even going to do a deal with Houston because we can't find anything that works because we're not willing to take back Ryan Anderson and no one is willing to take Ryan Anderson in a three team deal. 
Um, I think that until they just shut that down, I think that he's going to just keep pushing for Houston. So I don't know who it was for ESPN uh, that wrote the article. Tom Haberstroh was the one that retweeted it. But it's talked about how the 2016 summer has really done. And you talked about it. It's funny. You said it, how Kevin Durant ruined the the NBA. And I think that's, you know, obviously the competitive side of it is what we're really talking about. But the summer of 2016, it's going to take five years to get over the repercussions of that. Like the NBA players choosing to not smooth the cap uh, was devastating. It's devastating for free agents are going to pay the price of it. And what they said is if you look, so look at George Hill, right? Or look at Andre Robertson, their agents. And they themselves thought they would get more money on the free agent market than they would if they just signed the extension. So they refused to sign the extension and they go on the free agent market or at least go to restricted for Dre. And because of that, they got less money and that's Mm -hmm. just going to be the same thing next year with even fewer teams having cap space and the teams that do have cap space. Like I get it. Like the Lakers, there's an intrigue to them, but the only way that the Lakers are intriguing, even with that cap space, if somebody goes right like if Paul George goes, then all of a sudden it becomes a space that that people may be excited to be a part of. But then you look at it's like they have cap space. Brooklyn, nobody's going to Brooklyn. Uh, the Sixers have cap space, and then there's like one other team. Oh, Chicago, Chicago. Nobody wants to, Chicago has been run so poorly for the last five years. Like I don't see any free agents jumping at the chance. Any any hey, really good free agents jumping at that chance? Hey, Dwayne Wade, man. D-Wade went, coming home, baby. Um, He's he's trying to get back. You just look at guys like Nerlens Noel, too, who's still out there. Like, he would have gotten a max. like the minimum? He would have gotten a max deal last summer. Like, no question. Yeah, Mozgov got, what, $20 million. 17 mil, yeah. There's just, I mean, this is a, there's a big reality check, and that Ryan Anderson deal is a big part of it. Yeah, uh, Evan Turner. You look at Evan Turner out in Portland. You know, like yep. same thing. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But yeah, I I still would expect there to be a deal with Houston in some way, and I'm not sure what they'll have to part with, or if they can bring somebody else in that maybe likes Ryan Anderson as a fit. Um, but one of the rumors I heard I were know. the Pelicans going back to the Pelicans. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> great. What are they? Right. What are the Pels going to give up? That's going to help that deal. I just don't. Yeah, they don't have any salaries outside of their main three. Solomon Hill. Yeah, does New York want Solomon Hill? I, I, if they do, I don't know why because he's not any good. Right. Yeah, and I think the Knicks are just the way the Knicks have been run. Like they're not going to just take crap from Ella. Like they'd rather just drive this team into the ground than to like have their pride smacked by taking a crap deal you know just, like yeah, I, I, or just keep him and and let him use his early termination option in the summertime next summer and let him go then yeah you, then you don't He's the tie your cap space up no with trade. ryan anderson yeah yep. he signed the no trade clause it's not the knicks responsibility to do what he needs like and that's well, the funny thing it, about well Kirk. the knicks gave it to him yeah, yeah yeah but you know what i'm saying like it's not but in this case in this situation mm-hmm. you know it's like they're kind of limited and if they're not going to get a deal by the one or two teams that you want to send them to like, sorry. Yeah. Well, it it makes sense to me though, is the mellow for love. Like just do that. Why not do that? If you're the Cavs, I mean, that's an awful deal. 
It's just awful. You really think so? Yes. I guess I'm just down on love right now, but... I mean, if you got to... I mean, Kevin Love is twice the player that Melo is. That's valid. I mean, that's valid. I just can... And I guess you said this uh, with Ham, but I guess you also worry about the potential of not being able to play Melo against the Warriors in the same way that you really couldn't play Kevin Love. Melo hadn't defended anybody in like five years. I mean, yeah. Like how and you're, like, you also you nailed it in the sense of talking about like Olympic mellow may not be a reality anymore. We just have. I mean, I just I don't know why people think that he's just going to just snap out of this like mid range ISO, you know, lollygag on defense game. Like I, I think the Thunder should trade for him if it costs them McDermott, Canner, and Singler. Like heck yeah! Like you just you can if you can bring in elite talent for that, of course you do it. But when you get into talking about like real assets and like you like really relying on this dude, like I don't, man, I don't know. Like he hadn't competed like that since he was in Denver, or maybe that first Seriously. year he was in New York. I mean, you just haven't. I mean, you haven't seen that guy. He, yeah, that's he, valid. I, I don't know. I, th- I mean, it's 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 a risk for the Thunder or the Rockets. I mean, would it be cool? Like, I think like there's more to me. There's more of like a cool factor to it. Like that'd be so cool to have Carmelo Anthony on the Thunder. Like that's just kind of cool. More than it is like, man, he's going to complete our team. We're going to win the championship. Like I just don't. If people are thinking that way, I just don't think people have watched Melo in a long time. Yeah, and they're just expecting him to, you know, everybody gives the credit, well, I guess not the credit, but the blame for his performance to the organization for the franchise. But in a lot of ways, is he partially responsible for that? Um, There's a lot of blame to throw around with the Knicks. Right. It's hard. It's I mean, it's hard to say. He takes a little bit of the share, but not a lot. I mean, they still, yeah. I mean, as an organization failed in a lot of ways and he you know he hurt them in the mellow in the initial trade but he didn't tell them to go sign Joakim Noah to that stupid contract you know and he didn't tell them to not showcase Porzingis he didn't tell them to you know run the triangle and to hire Phil Jackson and to draft Frank Nilakina whenever they had all these other guys on the board that was probably that were probably better like he none of that was mellow that was just the Knicks being stupid yeah, and the funny thing about that, though, when you say that, is that gives more validity to that other side of that argument. You know, it's just like, well, you know, who knows what Melo can do since he's played in a trash franchise, you know, on a trash team for, for five years. Yeah. You know, who knows? It's kind of like Cousins, like, except for it's not it's not the same because Boogie was still pretty good. Yeah. Really good for Sacramento, especially this last year. But, you know, it's like. Cousins, the jury's still out on whether it's cousins that made the Kings bad or the Kings that made cousins bad. In the same sense, like I think that there's some of that argument with Mello, but <clears throat> either way, I mean, it's just it's cool to at least have the Thunder mentioned in some of those things. Uh, yeah, and the fact that you know it started this huge firestorm of defense of our city. I turned into a crazy person. It's like I need to run for mayor. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It was it was it was a fun, you know, kind of twenty four hour rumor deal. It died pretty quickly. Um and the only thing so that I, bring it back to life is like an actual reporter coming out and saying, Yeah, the Thunder are really trying to do this or yeah, Carmelo said that, you know, if they can't get a deal done by September that he would waive his no trade for OKC or something like that. Yeah. 
Did you? So I asked you this question, and you mentioned this on Twitter. I think is that this seems like a Sam Presti smokescreen. Yeah, that he set up something else. If there was like a, and I said reasonable, uh, <laughs> which was important. <laughs> but if there's somebody out there like that, is there an ideal fit to really take this team to another level? That's not superstar. You know, that makes sense that they could they could move a piece for some that may be available. Is there anybody in in your mind like that? I mean, like a LaMarcus Aldridge. I'm not really sure what it would take to get him. Uh, you think he moves the needle that much? It depends on what you give up. I mean, if you have to give up you know, Stephen Adams, then like, no, you're not moving the needle much at all. Um, I don't know. It's it's really hard to tell. I don't know. Maybe like, a, maybe what, like Derek Favors. Like if you were yeah. able to get a guy like that who's probably on the trade block. Um I kind of forgot he was in the league. Yeah, I mean he's 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 a good player, and then again, you're not going to be able to trade in a scanner for Derek Favors because yeah, Utah's like hard pass, hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> um, beyond that, it's it's hard to tell because you're going to have to target teams that are looking to gain lottery balls more than they are anything else. Um, you'd have to wonder if maybe Detroit would make Andre Drummond available. Um, and it's, I'm just I'm not a huge Drummond guy. Um, yeah, I'm not either. I think you also have to look at guys in Phoenix because I think Phoenix clearly they have some guys that that they're going to need to move on from. They can't they can't go into next season and play the whole season with some of these bets that they have on their team. So you look at guys like a Jared Dudley would make some sense. And I do think that he would move the needle a little bit for the Thunder because he's a really good role player. He shoots threes. He can switch a lot. Uh, Eric Bledsoe is another guy. He's mentioned a lot in those Kyrie Irving trades. but Dude, I uh, feel like that's almost going to – like I could almost guarantee it feels like that something's going to happen with Phoenix. Yeah, I with think – Kyrie, With Kyrie. Oh, yeah, I think I think like a Kyrie for Bledsoe and uh, Josh Jackson, and then you know TJ Warren or something. You know, like I think Kyrie would be a huge get for Phoenix. Oh, to give up those three guys, I'd survive. I'd take that in a second. Yeah, I don't. It, it's interesting. That's definitely interesting. Uh, I also look at Denver as a as a destination for him, but who the heck knows what. Cleveland wants or what their mindset is because are they, is their mindset that they're going to try to make another run at it or is their mindset that like LeBron is basically one foot out the door because if he's one foot out the door like it's, I mean I guess that's still a good package that Phoenix package is still a really good package to get back because you get Josh Jackson but I mean it's it's a they're in a bad bad position right now with him but for the Thunder I think that Bledsoe is super interesting because he can play multiple positions. He can, you know, play next to Russ. He can back him up as well. Um, that's. I just think I just have always liked him and like the kind of player he can be. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, you know what else I like, Luke? Uh, uh, no, what do you like? I like uh, some of my favorite brews from a little brewery downtown called Anthem Brewing Company. Oh, you're talking about beers? Yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, uh, which beer do we should we talk? Let's 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 focus in on a beer, an Anthem beer. 
Yeah, which one do you want to focus on? Okay, pills. The okay, pills. Tell me about is, it, Luke. It's so good. It's a, it's great in the summer months. It's really good because my my no my normal go to is a little heavy for the summer months. So I need to change to something a little lighter, a little uh, more outdoor friendly. Right, right now I cannot be outside. It's so hot. Yes, it's miserable. Unless, unless I got a, unless I got a cold beer to chill me out. Unless you got a Pilsner's. German pills. Okay, pills. yeah, and pilsners are they really are. If you're looking for a great beer, that's you know light enough to drink a few of them. It's going to be really refreshing on a hot day. Like you can't go wrong with the pills. And OK Pills from Anthem is one of the best Pilsners I've ever had. And uh, one of my favorites, anytime I go there, it's one of the ones I most definitely take part in. And uh, you know what? You should, too. I'm just telling you. You can go to the tap room. You can find it in all your local liquor stores here in Oklahoma. I know they're going regional, too. You can find it, but you need to do it. It will take care of you this weekend, I promise you. OK Pills from Anthem. Yeah, I, I, I highly it gets the stamp of approval. The episode Luke stamp approval. No, no, no. The episode four hundred stamp oh. of approval. That's big time. That's a big time. Let's uh, let's got, move on to some some four hundred <laughs> TQs. That's big time. Let's do it some big time TQs. All right, I, I'm uh, so, well, I'm just kind of going. Picking, picking what jumps out of me. How does that sound? <laughs> All right. Does that sound good? I'm doing it. You do it, man. It's 400. First, it's your world. First Twitter question comes from at IT, who wants to know who is the best dunker on the team. He thinks maybe we split it into categories. In-game dunker, layup line dunker, hammer dunker, difficulty dunker, or posterizer dunker. Well, I appreciate every every single way that you read that question. That's how that's, that's how uh, you have to say the word. Uh, I okay. think that you have to start with Russell Westbrook, right? I mean, like no one there's there's not a more satisfying dunk than a so Russell which Westbrook one do you, dunk. What do you rank him in, though? Like, if he's the top in those, are you going to say posterizer? He's a I say post or the in hammer. game in game posterizer hammer. Yeah, I mean he's. When you think about Russ's dunks, like you think about that Clint Capella dunk, right? That's just like oh my gosh. just a totally like my favorite b- Russ play ballsy ever. move because he should have just gotten fouled. Um, it was a big risk. Like if he missed that dunk, then you know the Rockets could have won that game. Uh, but it's just all Russ to just try to just throw the hammer down and beat Clint Capella. And it was, I mean, all of its glory. Still, I'll never ever forget the. I think was it Bleacher Report that made. Oh, Jay, what's going on, man? Jay's cutting Shot. out. Jay, you, oh, keep, no. you keep cutting out, my man. That's what happens when you get cheap internet. Uh, so, talking about Russ leads me to that, that Clint Capella gift that we were talking about. Yes. I don't know if you heard this whenever I cut out, but whenever he dunks it and then lightning strikes Clint Capella and he just dies, falls over dead. Yeah. Uh, just is timeless. It's timeless. So good. So who are the other dunks though? So you have 
do you want to even give Terrence Ferguson like the shot in this? The dude can smash, but we don't know anything about him really. I haven't seen him. Uh, I think that you also have to give a. I mean, if you're ranking them like Russ, I think Jeremy Grant, then probably Paul George, and then <laughs> like Stephen Adams is a is a can be a good dunker. Um, but he doesn't always show a ton of personality. I think that I think that personality is has a lot to do with dunking because like the way that Russ like screams um, and like just goes crazy and struts and stuff like that after he dunks is like such a big part of it. Uh, like when Kawhi Leonard dunks, like no one notices because like he just is expressionless. But whenever you do it with like such authority and you have the swagger afterwards, I think that's a big part of it. Jeremy Grant does stuff like that too. Uh, Steven Adams doesn't really do that, and that's why you don't think of him as like a really great dunker. But he's had some good dunks in the past, um, and he will dunk on guys like he's dunked on Hassan Whiteside and um, guys. Yeah, he's like just that. not emphatic. You're right about that. Yeah, that's bothersome. Uh, but I think Ferguson's going to be on the list because, like after after those dudes, uh, really after Russ, Jeremy Grant, Paul George, Stephen Adams, you've got like. Singler and Ennis Canner and Josh Eustis and Abrinus can actually throw down a little was, bit. Who did he dunk on? I forgot he dunked. What game was that where he dunked and everybody's like, what? He will dunk uh, on some dudes. Anyway, that was towards the end of the season, but that was amazing. Yeah, he's surprising. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that Ferguson's going to be up there. Uh, he may be, what's the guy that played for Phoenix that basically the only reason he was on the team is to dunk in pregame? He was in the. He ended up making the slam dunk contest, right? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Not, See, that's what not, I'm saying. That's, not important enough to remember his name. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like that could be Ferguson, where it's like somehow he just wows everybody and enough during pregame to where he gets a shot Derek in the Jones, dunk contest. Derek Jones, Derek Jones, Jerry Jones. Uh, uh, hey Jay, you're a tall man. Could you dunk a basketball? When I was not as heavy as I am and a little younger, I could. Nice. I don't know if I ever. I don't think I ever. Well, not like, not like emphatic or anything. I wasn't like two hand, drop step punch or anything like that. But no, I could dunk occasionally. I don't think I. Uh, right now, I'm certain I could dunk. <laughs> but I don't think there's any point in my life where I could dunk. <laughs> I agree with that. I agree with your your statement. Um, I'm just go ahead and say probably not. Abrinus no dunked no. on dunked on Tristan Thompson. That's who oh, it was. was. So good. Yeah. I'm going to watch that clip and fade out for a minute. But yeah, there's a lot. Of, dude, this team, that's what's going to be cool about this team. And, and Andrew's had to remind me of that a lot when I start thinking about next year and stuff. Like, hey, this team is going to be fun. And if you're looking for anything, this team is going to be an absolute freaking blast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. going to be it's going to be an amazing season. And a lot of people are like, well, you know, what's going to ha- I mean, don't worry about what's going to happen after next season. Just we have just got to try to enjoy this particular season. Uh, hey, live in the live in the moment, my people. That's all we got. Seriously, you have to because I, I, all, it, it gets pretty scary if you don't. That's all we got. That's all we got. Uh, it hits you in the face like the monkey and Lion King. It's in the past. That's true. Let's go to the okay, next. Let's TV. move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at the Puzzle Two Three. Who says trade one? 
sign one, parentheses, long term, no trade clause, in parentheses, start one, Samaj, Dakari, Singler, trade one, sign one, start one. Oh, God. Jay. Trade, Singler. Yeah. Start Dakari. (laughs) Sign Samaj. He's got a no trade clause. Yeah, but it didn't say you had to sign him for like a hundred million. Long term. Yeah, but long term can be ten years at one million each year. Four years, that's a long time for Samaj, man. Do you who do you get more Okay, tell me this, tell me this. Who do you get more entertainment value out of having them on the team? Singler or Samaj? I'm gonna say singler. Yeah, you're right. Singular. I'm going to say Kyle. Like, Do we want Kyle around anymore? Probably not. But do we enjoy the fact that he doesn't care that he has a baby ponytail? I kind of enjoy I it do, a little bit. And I liked on the cat tad when he had Hustis on, he talked about Singler and how Singler, one of the things that Hustis loves about Singler is Singler knows that he's ridiculous and just does not give a crap. He yeah. kind of grew on me a little bit. I was like, okay, all right. Yeah. Singler has, Singler has uh, a baby ponytail right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, how how long of a ponytail are we talking about? I mean, I mean like maybe like an inch on yeah, his head. Like seriously, uh, like an inch. Like just like okay. just he has to work to like bunch that up. Um, yeah, way too much effort. <laughs> I I have a name. I have a name for that. It's not pot appropriate that I will share with you after. Oh, thanks. <laughs> well, man, we appreciate hey, that, Luke. I got I got strength. I got bleeped last week. You did get bleeped. No, I, I can't. I, I gotta keep my image up. I'm. I'm a. I'm a clean podcaster, man. I will say. I will say that I'm pretty sure that if you were going to keep your image up, you would just go ahead and say it and get bleeped again. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. It's called a chody tail. No, that's not even remotely that bad. <laughs> it's a chody tail. That's what he has. <laughs> I'm glad you repeated it. <laughs> Yeah, I think that I would. So I would trade Samaj. I would sign Dakari, long term, no trade clause, to a two year or to a three year, $3 million contract. He'd be super stoked for it. And I'd start Kyle Singler. Wow. We don't have very many good choices. I know. Let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at APR Harp, who wants to know which one of the Golden State Warriors, big before leaving, would cause the system to fall apart? And what would the record be minus each guy? Jamon? I think Steph is the biggest. The Steph's the catalyst. I think if Steph's gone, I mean, I think they're probably still a, gosh, a 50-win team, 52, three games without Steph, but they're not as terrifying as they are. I think the next on this squad, I would probably say, gosh, Kevin Durant. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably say the best two players or maybe two top no, five guys I, in the league. <laughs> but that's the thing, man. Going back to that conversation that you and Alex had on the podcast, like Draymond is that important for this team, though. He's very good, but I think that he's like the trendy pick 
to say like, oh, if Draymond Green wasn't on this team, then the Warriors would be nothing. But the thing is that when they added Kevin Durant, that's just not true anymore. Because Kevin Durant can fill the role of a Draymond Green on that team. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, um, you're right. And I think that with the prior Warriors team before KD, you could say that Draymond was that guy. Like, you take Draymond off that particular team, and then they can just score. Um, but now that you have basically two forwards that can play center and do it well and shoot and do all these things, I, I think that Draymond, like that argument, should be over. Because, of because like you said, KD can step in and do that. So I think you're right. I think Steph... KD, Draymond, and then Clay. That's what I, that's the order I would put them in. But then it's Sean Livingston, JaVale McGee, Andre, David West. Andre Iguodala. I know, I know. I'm just kidding. I was just kidding. I was just kidding. Of course it's Iggy. All right. Let's move on. Hey, to who's their starting center? Did they, did they re-sign Zaza? They have not taken care of Zaza. They signed JaVale today, but... Uh, they have not re-signed Zaza. For some reason, uh, what does that, that even matter? Let's move on. I can't. <laughs> I don't want to talk about him anymore. Our next Twitter question comes from at Splash Myers, who wants to know: After 400 pods, what has been the hardest or most challenging part of keeping the podcast going? Oh gosh, that's a great question. So when we initially started doing it, the time always kind of was a battle for me. Like it was before I started going to bed relatively early, you know, so time out. the current of challenge is Luke breathing so heavily into his microphone. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah>, it's <laughs> distracting to everyone I'm trying, involved. It's very hard to find out where to hold this. Dude, just don't breathe heavily into the mic and just don't move it around everywhere. Don't tell me what to do. I'm going to have to tell you what to do, dude. I know. I'm hot. sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry, bro. All right, Jamal. So the the time frame was, was hard initially. Uh, but, you know, as we've grown older and matured together as a podcast, it got easier to get up and get ready and get Jack to do it. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I, I've really enjoyed doing this. Like 400 podcasts almost five years like it's insane like just random experiences where you run into people that listen to, to that listen to us and they know you or you meet them and it's like you actually they actually having people that enjoy the podcast and this fan I don't, it's such a humbling and kind of strange experience for me uh but man i don't know i can't think of many things that were frustrating or bad from my experience the time was a was a now I have a good schedule. I'm able to do it. There was a time when when the time was very difficult. Was that because you would go and karaoke every Thursday night? <laughs> yes, I, I got way too into the karaoke lifestyle, and um, it would be very difficult to get up. So I kind of took a summer off to really focus on the karaoke. And guess what? I don't know what I'm going to say about it. <laughs> I, I wasn't going anywhere with that, but I'm glad that part of my life is over. You know? Andrew, what about you, man? Um, I don't know. It can become a grind during the season for me because I'm uh, doing the other shows and it can be challenging doing my day job and then trying to get everything together for weekly episodes or three times a week episodes and then editing and throwing up everything and communicating with everybody. Throwing up. 
just throwing up everywhere in the meantime. Um, I think that is something that people confuse. Like, this isn't your job. This is not my job. No. You know, like, for the guys like Katz and Royce or Ham, well, Ham's got another job too, but yeah, you're right, man. I, can, I bet that's a grind. It can be a grind. It's fun, but it can... Uh, it's it, a fun grind. It gets it gets to be a lot at times, but for the most part, it's fun. So, I've got no gripes. It's from at... Oh, uh, okay, okay. It's from at... Zero me time. <laughs> He's me timing all the time. Oh Next Twitter question comes from at jazz2437. Who wants to know, what are your favorite NBA players current to follow on Twitter and why? I think like the first thing that comes to mind for sure is Damian Lillard after he called out Tom Haverstrow on Twitter yesterday. Uh, I just love that. Uh, Haverstrow was saying something about Kyrie Irving, saying that he's more Damian Lillard than he is Kobe, and he posted like this giant stat sheet, and it really was irking Damian Lillard, and he called him out. And I love that. I, th- I think Dame in general is like a great dude. Um, also, CJ McCollum, the uh, the backcourt of the Blazers, like both those dudes are great follows on Twitter. I agree. I, I'm a big fan of Cantor. Cantor's good, man. He's a good. Um, he's a pretty good follow. But a lot of the times, like people think that he, like people are like, oh, Cantor's so funny because he like photoshops his own stuff. But everything that like has been photoshopped with like Kevin Durant or somebody else, he's taken that from somebody else. And that's people, true. He does stuff with them before. Right. A lot does of he people, attribute? a lot of people don't know that. Um, does he share where he gets it from? No, no, he does ooh, not. That's, ooh, that's bad tweet etiquette. There's some bad tweet etiquette going on with Canner because people, because some people think like, Oh, he's so funny. He's, you know, he's sitting in there on Photoshop. It's like, no way, man. Like he's, he's coughing and pacing those things. But he's, but he's pretty That's funny. True. Did we say Embiid? Did it say instead of... What? Did yeah, anybody not. mention Embiid? Not yet. No, he's great. He's, he's great. Best. I really like him. He was... At one point, I was afraid he was going to jump the shark and be too much on Twitter. But he's he, he never did it for me. Good. <laughs> Let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Austin S one zero two seven, who wants to know which GM is Presty most likely to fleece next? Vade, Palenka, someone else. What's your guess, Andrew? It's, I mean, it's hard to say, uh, but you do have to. You're going to have to target some like a desperate GM or a GM that um, doesn't really know what they're doing. Uh, I'd love. I mean, I, I don't know what there is to fleece in Sacramento, so I'd like to think it'd be Vlade. But like, what do the Kings have that the Thunder would want? Um, maybe nothing. I don't really see anything there that they like because all their pieces are too young and they're actually doing a good job. Um. Man, I don't know. I, I really, I, I don't have a prediction for this because they've already taken advantage of the Chicago Bulls. Uh, they just took advantage of Indiana's management. Uh, there's, to be honest, like this is we're entering kind of an era where there's mostly good general managers in the league. Like there's not a lot of bad GMs. Um, maybe I guess Ryan McDonough for the Suns would be the next guy to be. Yeah, that's, by that's actually the one I was thinking. 
if there was going to be somebody, it could be the Ryan McDonough at the Suns. But yeah, I don't know. I think I wonder if there. I'm always wondering if there's going to be a point where people are like, if it's Sam Presti, do not answer the freaking call. I think there are places like that. I think that Chicago is probably a lot like that right now, um, because they do get a ton of bad press. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't. We'll, we'll have to see. Uh, only, only, only time will tell. Speaking of trades, like we talked about this a little bit, but what do you guys think about the Stephen Adams for Marc Gasol deal? What do you think about that, Jay? I was higher on it whenever we were coming down off the high of everybody go on in one season. But thinking about injury risk and thinking about some of the, you know, you know, if this is one year, you're tied to a. 30 plus year old for four more years or whatever. Like some of those things brought me down a little bit to whole like reality thing, which kind of sucks. But, mm-hmm. uh, I love Adams and I love what he brings. And I think what he brings is great for this team, but the passing, uh, Mark also can spread the floor. He's a great defender in space. Like he's not a great rim protector, but Mark just does a ton of things. If you're going super all in for this year, I think it's something I still really would entertain, but I don't think the Thunder are even close to thinking of it. Maybe probably not the Grizzlies either. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's 32 years old. Um, he has had some injuries in the past. Year prior is 30. His year 31. He um, only played 52 games, but that's the lowest amount he's ever played. Like he's played. 60 plus in most every season so it's not like he's had uh, just an awful injury history Um, yeah that's valid but i mean the 4.6 assists and you know making over a three a game at 19 points six boards you know almost a steal on a block like he's just his raw stats are like incredibly valuable and then like you bring in the fact that he's like an elite defender and you can run your offense through him through the high post and he's also stretches the floor and you know you can play basically with russ and patrick patterson and you can play four out with robertson as your like center on offense and like that's like kind of crazy like that would be really really good and then like you're i i I don't know what they would look like like versus the warriors with gasol because he's not quite as mobile as adams is at this point in his career um but i think that he presents some problems to the warriors too um especially with him being able to stretch out and then guard the post i don't know I i think I think if you if it was Adams for Gasol straight up and you didn't have to throw any sweeteners in or throw any like throw in Jeremy Grant or throw in anybody else, uh, I think you should do it. I just think that Gasol is just an elite talent, and I think he immediately helps you and makes you a lot better. Uh, does it make you better long term? Probably not, um, but I think that it's it's something that makes them closer to a contender next year. It's just intriguing enough, right? Like, like, yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah, he, uh, he's and yeah, his injury history is blown up. And if it's only that one year, then that's just ignorant. Yeah, it's like I mean, would people say that Russell Westbrook has an injury history? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. I mean, you could people would bring that kind of stuff up if he was like on the trade market. They'd be like, well, look at his injury history. People are saying that yeah. stuff about like Kevin Durant. It's like, all right, okay, guys, come on. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I I I don't think that's on the table. I think this is just like a made up thing 
you know, a summertime story, you know, made up because people are bored. But uh, if it was a real thing, I, I think the Thunder should should jump on it. I love Stephen Adams. I don't want to discount Stephen Adams, but um, you know, Marcus was an All Star last year in the West. Do you think that the, that Stephen Adams will ever be an All Star? I would probably say no. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know it's hard, and this is why we're not GMs as, as fans, you get attached to the personalities of players. Mm -hmm. And so it's like for us, how much of Steven Adams is how much he brings on the court versus how much he brings off the court. We love his interviews. We love his personality. Like all of that is what makes us go, no, but I mean, there is not a GM in the league that would say, Nope, not going to do that. I don't want to immediately get better this in a position on this team that could compete now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, well, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at SR Lil Genquist, who wants to know which one of us four dudes has the most Thunder gear? I want to guess Andrew, but I, I don't know. I got some shirts. Let's I've see. got like two shirts. Does, do any of us have jerseys? I don't have a jersey. I don't have a jersey either. Mm, I have a Kevin Durant jersey that's in the back of my closet. <laughs> that counts. It counts. Uh, it's probably uh, Taylor. I don't know about Taylor. It's, it's probably, probably you. Yeah, it's probably me. I don't because I never pulled the trigger on the waiters sunset jersey, and I wish I would have every day. Man, that's now. so retro now. I know. So In so many ways, talk, but they did. They did reveal the first two jerseys or uniforms. And they are the exact same. Yeah. <laughs> with a little OKC on the belt. My favorite thing is the people on Twitter that are like, I think the I think that the uh the jerseys are slightly this or they're slightly more that. And it's like what are you seeing? Like these are like they've barely changed anything on these. They basically exactly. have a Nike they swoosh. A, they, yeah. And all it is. They took off the Adidas logo and put a swoosh on there. Yeah. I mean, and to act like they've done something radical, it's just like, like all right. Like this is the same old boring thunder uniform. That's not any good. So great. You know, I just it's like it's non news. Like there's nothing to report about it or to talk like there's nothing to talk about. Like it's just nope. Nike swoosh. All right, guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Squadcast580, who wants to know if Westbrook was a female Olympian, what sport would she dominate? Gymnastics. I agree, but is, is there you know parallel bars, floor exercise? I'm going floor exercise. I think floor exercise, too. He could, I bet he's a killer tumbler. Plus, he's a good dancer, and that's part of it. It is. Andrew, do you have do you have an opinion on this? I'm completely satisfied by your answer. Really? Well, it was a good answer. I admit that. Uh, do, do you have any? Do you see any of the tweets that we need to uh, answer that you that I missed out on? There's probably a lot, man. Well, there's a lot. I have some to choose from, but I'm I'm trying to get the cream of the crop, man. Okay. I think people people are super worried about if Cantor does get moved, what happens to our pod intro. We that's don't know. True. We'll have to address it whenever it happens. But that's the only reason I want Ennis Cantor to stay on this team. Because we can't go back not to Mitch the, McGarry. Not the only reason. Not the only reason. We can't go back to Mitch McGarry, right? I finally had to unfollow him. By the way, on Instagram, is he's too much, man. 
he has he doesn't have dreadlocks. He he has uh like uh cornrows right now. Isn't that correct? Uh yeah, so I have two questions left. Okay. Lay them on lay them on us. All right, so the first one is from at Toby Face, and it's any uh, pregame. No, it's Two B Face. Oh yeah, my bad. Two B Face. His name's Toby, so that's fine. Any pregame halftime rituals or superstitions? I have trousers, pants for you guys. I change into at halftime, known as my thunder pants. You don't wear anything or do anything. Uh, not really. I'm not a big. I'm not a big superstition guy i just remember whenever we were watching the spurs uh thunder second round it was game two the thunder just gotten smashed by the spurs in game smashed. one and we is this got, one we went watch together or not we went and watched it together game two republic, yeah. we were at republic and um i just wore a napkin over my face with my glasses <laughs> over the napkin at one that. point during the game and it really really worked um, help the Thunder make a big comeback. So, so there are a few things that we do as a pub. Well, so first off, for me, like I will go on like kind of like a heater. Like I get one shirt, and if the Thunder win that, and you know, it's like okay, well maybe it's the shirt, and so I'll wear yeah. that shirt again. <laughs> if they win again, I'm like okay, well it's got to be the shirt that's surely doing this. So I wear it again, and then if they lose, I take it off, and then I have to change out. So that's one of them. The other thing that we do as a podcast is. And then we even didn't do it as much last year, but the years before, like if the thunder, you know, is going poorly or whatever, we would just start doing these all caps tirades. That was kind of like fire Scott Brooks at the time, you know, fire Billy D and Sam Presti's the worst GM ever. Like these really overreactionary texts to one another. Yeah. And then, you know what happened every time? Thunder come, came back, come back. We also come have back. a, we also have a good habit of when the thunder are doing really good, well and we shouldn't be that we do not text each other yeah we do not talk yeah that's which i appreciate it's kind of you don't mess with the no hitter kind of thing that's it that's all the questions i wanted to answer uh i got i got last one uh it's from i'm scrolling oh it's from at dr faisal wants to know the over under on the number of times i shout four bills on the pod it's been zero times (laughs) Is it because you read it before? No, I didn't remember that I did that for the three hundredth. <laughs> I'm saving it. I'm saving it. I'm saving it for five. Uh, I'm trying to find hey, it. Uh, Somebody asked about um, our favorite podcast that we've done. Um, Alan at Alan Miller, Alan underscore Miller twelve asks like the, our favorite podcast we've ever done. Do you I have know an if- answer? I don't know if I I don't know if I have a favorite one. Um, there's just like they're, a, they're, it's all like my children can't pick a favorite, you know. There's a there's a couple from last season that stick out, and they, I think that they were two consecutive ones, uh, and they both involved like things in my life failing. Uh, one was my body failing me, and I had my sick pod. Where it was basically, I was on the couch the whole time. That <laughs> it Luke, was me and Taylor. Luke and Taylor had the pod because <laughs> yeah, Jay was wasn't there. That. that was hilarious. Um, that was amazing. And then the next week, my computer died. And we recorded basically straight into QuickTime. 
and I was not able to really edit it. I had no, I had, I had nothing. I didn't have GarageBand. I didn't have anything. And so, uh, we had to record straight into QuickTime and that was it. We didn't have any of the drops and we had to, we had to live drop it ourselves. Really any, all the live pops stick out to me. Uh, the live drops are pump me up. What's your what's your favorite live pod? Uh, you know the one that we did in Tulsa stands out because I never thought we'd have the interest to do a Tulsa pod. Yeah, and it turned out really well, and I feel like there were a ton of people there that came out to see us, and it just felt good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, if you think about one of the ones I thought was really great is one of the maybe the first ones we did at Anchor Down. And uh, Royce came out, and Brian Keating came out, and I just remember it was Slater was there. We, yeah, Slater, Slater was there. That was right. And we just it was beautiful outside, and we were outside in their you know kind of patio area, and there were a ton of people, and it just was high energy. But there's no way that you can't mention the draft pod, man. I know I wasn't there, but that one seems like it was. Um, the only way it wouldn't be the one of the best ones is if it was almost too much. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I think like as an event, it was probably our, it was definitely our best event. Um, the podcast itself wasn't great. (laughs) Um, but the event was super. The event was great. That's true. Um, Hey guys, um, I got a question, but before, uh, I, I asked that question, you know what we need to talk about? A little Oklahoma shirt company. That's right. If you are in the need for any apparel, merchandise, anything you need for your custom brand, company, organization, personal, you need to check out OklahomaShirtCompany.com. They can take care of any need you may have. They do embroidery. They do jerseys. They do screen printing. They do hats. They do stickers. They do. They can literally get you taken care of in any way you may need to get taken care of. They also sell their shirts. They have an Oklahoma Shirt of the Month, and they also have a Texas Shirt of the Month. If you're from Oklahoma or Texas and you want a monthly themed shirt that are great quality t-shirts super soft i wear my i got the july and june ones and i wear them all the freaking time and uh anyway so you need to get that that's 10 bucks plus fees and taxes oklahomashirtcompany.com that's the way to sign up that's the way to get your custom gear do it today now that's true right now do it right do it now, as a little uh, little sneak peek at future upcoming events, Oklahoma Shirt Company is uh, working with us on a little T-shirt that we might be able to debut soon. We'll see, huh? It's gonna be cool. Huh? That, that's, it's gonna, that's be, gonna cool. be something. So that's just a little sneak peek. Hey, but guys, I got a question, and it is: Is, is are you miffed and are you peeved? Miff, 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 miffed and peeved. Hey, it's. Episode 400, man. I can't be peeved. I'm grateful and blessed today. I'm peeved. I'm peeved. I'm peeved as heck. What are you peeved about? I'm peeved. I I hung out by a pool in Dallas. This is about two weekends ago and perhaps three weeks ago. And my phone got too hot. And ever since, the touch screen of my phone has been finicky. Oh, no. And not great. And so sometimes it just won't let me touch stuff. And touching your phone is very important, Um, you know, for the apps. And uh, so 
the only way to do it is you have to to get it to work is I just found that if I you just punch my phone three times it'll make it work dude that's not a good thing that's not a good thing oh no Oh, I know it's not great. And so throughout the day, I just have to hammer my phone and just punch the crap out of it. <laughs> so it's, it's I'm gonna go by the Apple Store, and that's gonna make me miffed and peeved. And so there's just a lot, a lot of stuff going on with it. That's a bad look for Apple, man. Apple going to the Apple Store not a great experience. Yeah, I know it's not great, but it's a ne- it's a necessity. It is. Uh, but really, as long as I can keep just punching my phone and it's working, I'm I'm gonna it gets out some frustrations, you know. <laughs> That's true. It's cathartic to uh, punch your phone. I just I just wail on it sometimes. Uh, thanks for listening to our show. You can follow us on Twitter at Down to Dunk. Leave us a five star iTunes review if you got some time, and uh, thank you guys that are joining us on our little pod journey. Uh, we're at episode four hundred. We have no intention of really stopping ever. So uh, just continue. Uh, something that you can do to help us, obviously, leave us a five star iTunes review, but also tell your friends. Like if you are just hanging out and you enjoy listening to our show, like just tell your friends, tell your family. Uh, to subscribe and download and to check us out. Uh, that really helps. Uh, we're also looking for advertisers for the upcoming season. So if you have a small business or if you know someone that has a small business that would be interested in doing some advertising, um, you can get in touch with me, dtdpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from anybody. Um, and I'll give you some more details on what that would look like. And I uh, hope you guys have a great weekend. We will talk to you guys on Monday, and we'll we'll, we'll see you. Girl, see.